Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am Nick. I'm Matt. And here we are again, as usual, on weekly schedule to discuss a random monster from a random monster manual. As we discussed last week, we have the new Tome of Beasts 2 from the wonderful Cobalt Press, fresh in hand, still smells brand new. So we're going to be talking another monster from that again, just because it is so novel and wonderful, and there are some fantastic things to be found and discussed about in here. So are you ready, Matt? Are you ready for this? I am ready. So this is early on in the book. We're, we are actually under the Animal Lords heading, so it's super early on. It is page 22. This is the Toad King. All right. I like it. The Toad King. This human-sized toad has an enormous head and expressive onyx eyes. His broad smile, accentuated by wrinkles and warts, complements his regal bearing and attire. He is the King of Frogs. All amphibians respect the Toad King, but frogs and toads follow his orders. He lives among them in swampy areas and often adds his voice to their croaking choruses. So is this, is there only one Toad King? That's what it sounds like, right? yeah. There's only one, but it's, he, he lives among them in swampy areas. So basically you'll find him in any swampy area, wherever you want to put him in. I guess, yeah. A, a part of it almost sounds like there are multiple Toad Kings, like there's a Rat King, you know. But I, sure. I think there's only one. There's only one of the, these guys. I would imagine, yeah. He is the uh, the Don Corleone of this crime family. Uh, of the Toads, yeah. Yeah. He is fairy tale nobility. Comporting himself with dignity, the Toad King enjoys pretending to be a prince or king cursed to take a Toad's form. He spins a grand tale about witches or fey enchanters and convinces listeners to undertake elaborate quests to break the curse. He is generous with castings of heroism to aid those who agree to do his bidding, but he often insists on casting Gaos to ensure compliance. The Toad King hints at rewards, but tries not to promise anything specific. If he does guarantee a reward, he is obligated to make good on his promise if his pawns succeed. So casting Gaos to ensure compliance, Gaos is basically like a really strong suggestion, and if the character fails, they have to do what he says. Gotcha. So it's a kind of a compel. Yeah, it's a compulsion like spell. Yeah, gotcha. and I know there there are some there are some limits, like you can't make the person kill themselves or or kill a loved one or something. They would like sure. it would they would get a chance to roll against it or something like that. But it's it's really just a, a compulsion. It's like the genie from Aladdin, basically. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, there are rules, but but not many. Gotcha. What What's heroism? What's casting heroism? Heroism is, it's a bard or a paladin spell. Okay, sounds right. It is. Uh, it says a willing creature you touch is imbued with bravery. Until the spell ends, the creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to your spellcasting ability modifier at the start of each of its turns. Okay. When the spell ends, the target loses any remaining temporary hit points from this spell. And at higher levels, when you cast this spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, you can target one additional creature for each slot level above first. Wow. Okay. So the the Toad King can cast it at will, so I guess we'll say it's like a base level of heroism. They get temporary hit points at the start of each turn 
Yes. You said, based on their spell casting mod, his spell casting is charisma. His charisma is a 21, which is a plus five. So that's a plus five at the start of every turn. Yeah. Ten pet points. That's that's not bad, especially because pretty quick. He's he's a level ten, so it's not like it's it's not like a huge buffer. But you, like you said, like if you're not getting touched for a while, you you should be good. Exactly. You have a spellcaster or something. He's going to start accruing temporary hit points like crazy if he's standing yeah. in the back. Does did it say how long heroism lasts? Uh, no, it just says when the spell ends. So it's oh duration. Sorry, concentration. So then Probably up, up to, to ten. Oh, up to one minute. Yeah. Oh, that seems curious. If you're if he's sending you out to do something, then then you you would obviously like not be with him after a minute. So you yeah, would you lose that. You leave the the little bog, and then you have to go back immediately to get another dose of heroism. Yeah, because... yeah. I I don't. I think I would. I would get rid of that. I think I would. I would say as long as you are in his good graces, you get that blessing, the Toad King's blessing, or maybe it lasts twenty four hours or something on the next sunrise. Yeah, you would have to. Maybe as long as you're on his quest. Sure. Right. Yeah. As long as you. It's one of those. As long as you're knowingly working toward his end you gain that benefit. You make it really, really circumstantial. Yeah, and it has to be specific because I could I could see some pretty crafty players like taking a, a a little detour and say that we're still working towards his ends. We're just taking a little bit longer and then go kill a dragon because you've accrued, you know, 800 extra hit points. Well, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure they stack. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure it just like adds up after a while. Does it say that on there? Does it? It, it doesn't say it doesn't. <laughs> so fair enough. But however, he is Fey, which makes me think that he would be all about like, all right, you got me with the wordplay because that is all about the Fey. Exactly. They are. Yeah. They are. If if you can find a, a a workaround just in terms of language and and logic, like they they can't help but but agree to it. They're like, ah, you got me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm upset, but also impressed. Yeah. Our last bit of, of text here. It's actually not the last bit of text. We've got a lot more, but the last bit of, of flavor. The Toad King has not quite achieved status equivalent to other animal lords. However, he expects he will undergo apotheosis when he convinces a hero or group of heroes to complete a grand adventure on his behalf. So he's like he's he's a he's a minor he's a minor duke of of the of the animal lords like he he just gotcha. wants to he wants to graduate and you have to help him graduate. Right, yeah, exactly. I could I could totally be down for helping the toad king. Like he seems he seems sweet and innocent enough that it's like, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. I don't have anything better to do. You know, as long as I don't have anything better to do. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of his his quest is kind of on the back burner unless Mm -hmm. unless you have nothing else better. Yeah. Yeah. It is. He's kind of a weird guy. I have to I have to admit, you know, the kind of convincing people that he's a duke. It seems a little like convincing the princess that I'm a I'm actually a prince inside. So give me a kiss type. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, it says right there that he he spins the grand tale that that he was he was cursed to to be that. So I think, 
think I think he, he is he's perfect fetch quest material. The step in a fetch quest that oh yeah you need to get something from him, but he obviously won't give it to you until you help him. So you do this, and then he gives you the the magic bauble that you take to the the bronze dragon, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and maybe in helping him, you uncover something else, or you uncover a different oh, sure. area that you normally wouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten to, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So he is, what did I say? Oh, he's challenge 10. He uh, has an armor class of 15, 20 D8 plus 60 hit points, average of 150, swim a speed of 30, swim speed of 60. He's resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from non-magical. He's immune to poison. He's condition immune to charmed, exhaustion, frightened, poisoned, and stunned. He knows all languages and a telepathy of 120, 120 feet. Okay. He is, let's see, he's amphibious, so he can breathe air and water. He has a neuron pacifism. No frogs or toads can willingly attack the Toad King. They can be forced to do so through magical means. So a neuron must be some like scientific term for a frog or a toad, I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I would imagine. He can faint, F-E-I-N-T, mm-hmm. as a bonus action before taking an action to attack. The Toad King can attempt to faint an opponent within five feet of him. The target must succeed on a DC 17 wisdom saving throw or the Toad King has advantage on his next attack. He can probably also F-A-I-N-T as well. Right? Yeah. I, I, I would hope so. He's He seems, given this, like he's got a two-page spread here. So given given the, the, the layout, I feel like he should be a lot higher level. He should be a lot more difficult. He's only a level 10. Not that I imagine anyone really fighting him anyway. That's, that's what I was going to say. Is I don't necessarily see him as a a combat opponent. Yeah. I, yeah. I see him as almost like, like a dragon that you're that you're not set out to fight. It's like, it's not a, uh, you know, the big boss red dragon. It's just the intelligent dragon. That's going to, maybe you have to battle with your wits or maybe you have to do mm-hmm. something like you said, the fetch quest thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, or, or he, he's the enemy of my enemy. So I have to convince him to be on our side for like just this one, just, just one last go basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, he's, not a, a boss, so to speak, but he is the boss of maybe there's some bullywogs, maybe there's mm-hmm. you know things like that around in the swamp that revere him. So mm-hmm. maybe that's what you fight. But when you eventually make your way to this guy, he is all talk. Yes, right. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, you you could. We've got the stats, and he's got some really cool stuff when it comes to combat. But I'd feel bad fighting this thing. I think he's too. He's too he's too cool and he doesn't seem he's he's neutral so he's not he doesn't seem malicious or anything you know yeah he just just wants to graduate it might be one of those things where you give them like two three rounds so you can show off some of the cool things he can do Mm, and then mm -hmm. you stop the combat and turn it into more of a role-playing yeah encounter and he's he's got some abilities that that will actually help with that um, he's got rejuvenation. So if he dies, the Toad King's soul reforms on the astral plane. In 1d6 days, they did not put a space after the period on astral plane and in. So it's just all one word. Come on. Come on, Cobalt Press. 
In 1d6 days, it inhabits the body of another frog or toad on the material plane, which then becomes the Toad King with all of the HP and abilities thereof. Only killing every frog and toad on the material plane will prevent this trait from functioning. <laughs> what a quest is that? <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> That's the worst, the worst campaign ever. Go kill of the, all of the frogs and toads so the Toad King will not come back. <laughs> Though, I mean, you could you could find a way to make that interesting. Like, there's always... It always kind of morphs into something else or... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the, I mean, he is the ultimate end boss at that point then because he's always oh, sure. hopping from one thing to another. And just when you think you're done your princess is in another castle. Yeah, right. Or your your toad king is in another toad. Yeah, he and and you may at he, you may end up fighting him a couple of times and exactly. defeating him every single time, but but he I I I think the the more that happens, the more I would buff him up because he he would just be angrier and angrier. Exactly. Yeah. Something along those lines, maybe it's not necessarily an entire campaign but a just a, a section say this is the swamp or the bog or whatever mm-hmm. but it's it's huge yeah so you know every couple locations you fight this guy you defeat mm-hmm. him and then you're going to take a, a long rest and he's going to come back the next day yeah with and, a bigger army of of toads exactly yeah yeah until you finally get to the the final portion of this this location and maybe he says all right fine you guys win. Here is your bauble. Here is your MacGuffin. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Or 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 they they have successfully killed all of the frogs and toads in this 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 big swamp, and they kill him. So when he responds, he responds a continent away. So he's exactly, not here yeah. anymore. Maybe that Maybe, that that's a good way to encompass that killing everything. Correct. Aspect. Yeah, yeah, you've you've decimated this population, mm-hmm. just not the the world's population. Yeah, so he cannot he physically cannot be here unless he takes a carnivorous yeah. ship across the ocean to get here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what if you play him as more of a sympathetic character where he see, that's that's how I needs, see him initially. But he needs to be killed. Maybe oh. there's like a final form type thing where he or he just he is so tired of being reborn. Mm-hmm. That your quest is to find a way for him oh to eternally gosh. rest. Yeah, because because some some disgusting rumor is like if you kill the Toad King, you get good luck for a year, or you'll marry yeah. your your sweetheart or something. Some like crazy bizarre thing that clearly isn't true, but but people take it to heart and kill him, and they think, oh, he'll just he'll just rejuvenate. It's fine, but he's just like, kill me, Sir, kill all of the toads, then kill me, please. Yeah, because it's he. Yep, he comes back every time, but either a piece of him is missing, like, mm-hmm. or he. It just it is beyond painful to yeah. die and be reborn, and he's just tired of it. Something along those lines, so that maybe it's not as much of a. You're not killing him, but you're you're helping him. Yeah, so, it, it. I, I love that idea. I love that idea. It makes you. 
it makes you want to do it and it makes you want to find an alternative too. Like maybe maybe there's a, a whisper campaign that they can start instead that tells people like, no, this doesn't happen, you dummies. You know, instead sure. you get you get a venereal disease. You get you get to- toad wang. <laughs> you, you'll catch toad wang. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Toad wang is the worst Pokemon to catch. Is, oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> he has royal croak. As a bonus action, the Toad King croaks at a frog or toad within 30 feet of him. If the target can hear him, it can make one weapon attack as a reaction against any creature that has attacked the Toad King since the end of his previous turn. What what frog or toad has a weapons has a weapon here? Like, is this is this including bullywugs? Is this including the little like poison dart frog guys? I would have to say yes. Right? I, I would say that that is that's specifically what's that what that's targeting because otherwise what they're gonna hit you with their tongue. I don't know what yeah, the, a typical frog attack would attack. Yeah, that would be a, a natural attack, and then that would just be like a swarm of toads, I imagine. It wouldn't even be like individual frogs. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. He is a shape changer. He can use his action to polymorph into a large emerald frog a medium male human or back into his true medium bipedal toad form. Oh, he's bipedal. So he's like a battle oh. toad. Yeah. Oh, okay. See the, the art did not denote yeah, that he's, for him. He's got that kind of crouch. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely thought he was, he just he, a large he stood crowd. on all, all fours, but yeah, he's, he's, I guess he is bipedal. Yeah. Okay. Battle toad, ba- battle toad king. Here we come. Battle toad king. Yeah. <laughs> his statistics, other than his size, are the same in each form, with the exception that only his true and frog forms retain his swimming speed. Any equipment he's wearing or carrying transforms with him. He reverts to his true form if he dies. He can communicate with all toads and frogs. He can take a standing leap. He can long jump up to 20 feet. And his high jump is 10 feet, with or without a running start. And okay. his innate spell casting is charisma. Spell DC save is a 17. He can, at will, cast heroism and suggestion, which is like chaos light. Yep. Three times a day, he can ca- cast expeditious retreat and grease. And one time a day, he can cast chaos and water walk. Okay. So it's either... You help me do something, or I'm getting the heck out of here. Yep. Those are those are the, the only two options, and that, that really makes a lot of sense for him. Sure. Uh, he can multi-attack. In frog form, he can make two bite attacks. In humanoid form, he can make three rapier attacks. In his true form, he can make three attacks, one with his bite and two with his rapier. So the bite is your standard piercing damage with poison, if it's a medium or smaller creature, they, they're grappled. Until the grapple is ended, the target is restrained. The Toad King can automatically hit the target with his bite, and he can't make bite attacks against other targets. So it's okay. not a swallow, but if he's got you grappled, it's just auto damage. Yep. You still have to roll, but you don't have to roll to hit. Gotcha. That makes sense. In human and true form, the rapier is just, just your standard piercing damage or reach of five. Yeah. But in those forms, while he has the rapier, he can parry, which adds four to his AC against one melee attack that would hit him. To do so, the, the Toad King must see the attacker and be wielding a, a melee weapon. So it's, a, it's really a reaction. It's, it's, I rolled a 16 to hit. Oh, my AC is, what do we say his AC is? 
a 15, I'll parry, that makes my AC a 19. Boom. Yep. You don't hit me. So that's it for, for, for stats. There There is a whole block of examples of Toad King quests that he would send people on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, but in over half of them, they're like, do this from this creature, and that creature is a creature referenced in this book. Uh-huh. So, so me me reading most of these, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. I'll do one or two, just just to just as an example of how silly they really would be. Collect a dozen thornless roses from the cursed forest and sprinkle the petals in an ellipse around the Toad King at midnight on the night of a full moon. <laughs> like, just and and. And I think that ties in perfectly with the kind of the fairy tale aspect of, of sure. these bizarrely specific, probably inconsequential fetch quests, basically. Go do this, bring it back, do this for me, and we're good here. Yeah, that this that specific quest reminds me a lot of, and I, I reference this a lot because I play a lot of Borderlands, but it's you have a a specific quest that you're going on to kill this, you know, gargantuan creature or whatever. Mm. Oh, but here's a side quest where you have to pick up, you know, 12 cans of soda from mm. specific parts of this town. Okay. I guess it'll yeah. give me some extra XP, but it right. just seems silly. And that's kind of what these, these, uh, toad King quests seem like they're just kind of inconsequential and you, you probably want to just keep going on your normal quest, but I guess for extra XP and, and maybe something cool at the end, I guess we'll pick your flowers for you. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think because of that that last portion in the flavor text, the, the Toad King has not quite achieved status equivalent to other animal lords. However, he expects he will undergo apotheosis when he convinces a hero or group of heroes to complete a grand adventure on his behalf. So it's not... It's not the end result of the quest, it seems. It's if he can get someone to do it, I think, that really is the trigger. So it could be as absurd as going in and picking a dozen roses, sprinkling them around me, that the act of, of the roses have nothing to do with it. It's the fact that you did it for me. And then, and then he, he, he ascends into, to, to toadhood, toad godhood. That is very culty. A, a little bit, yeah. That is very like bit. Jim Jones, Charles Mansony. <laughs> Make this Kool Aid and everybody drink it at midnight when the the Hellbop comet flies overhead. Yeah, per, put on your purple jumpsuits. Yeah. and pick all these flowers. <laughs> and your 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 white Nikes, I think. White Was Nikes. It white? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. Man, more more nineties. Was that nineties? That, that was nineties, right? Yep. Yeah. More nineties reference. I didn't realize, and I don't think I am. In, in my day-to-day life entrenched in, in 90s references until I talk to you. Every time we record, like, it just comes out. We lived it. It's just... I, I don't remember much of it, though, is the thing. It's Yeah. It, it must just be, like, deeply ingrained. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bizarre. So I, I, I'm very fond of the, the Toad King. I think he could be a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of quest potential, a lot of RP potential, and particularly in terms of 
him wanting to ascend to the, the next level of the animal lords, that opens up the idea, the possibility of that grander pantheon of animal lords, which oh, there sure. are more examples in Tome of Beasts 2, and there are in Tome of Beasts 1 as well. That's that's the one that introduced the idea of the animal lords to begin with. So mm. so he he's really, he's an introductory critter here. Sure. I think. And maybe the consequences of him him becoming a true animal lord actually backfire somehow. You know, maybe he becomes when he, when he reaches that next step of evolution, he's too powerful and the he starts trying to overthrow the animal lords. Maybe maybe it's like the Sith where the more there are or the Jedi rather, the more there are, the more spread out their power is. So like the Sith, they believe they have to they have to to eliminate them all and be the only one so he would be Darth Darth Toad and okay and and be the most powerful so so you basically unleash that monster and then have to yeah, go I, go go fix your own mistake yeah i like that idea it's all it's the absolute power corrupts absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. angle and you could even say he gets that next level and animal god or something like that so he's always mm-hmm. looking for more and he has to you know he now wipe the the face of the earth of all these animal lords or wipe the you know kill all the other frogs so that he is the only one and no other frog can be the the toad king yeah maybe there's 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 paranoia there that another exactly. Toad King, since he's now technically not the Toad King, another Toad King will emerge and try to usurp him or something, you know? Exactly, exactly. <sighs> something along that. So maybe that's it. Maybe you're, maybe you're talking to the Toad King who is wants you to help him become this animal lord mm-hmm. to face off with this, the current animal lord Toad. But you're just creating a replacement. Yes, technically, but you yeah. don't know that. You don't well, know well, that you're right, creating right, this yeah. cycle of yeah. of just tyrants, basically. Oh, I like. There's there is intrigue here. There is there is backstabbing. There is double speak. Not not realizing what you're being asked to do and the consequences of those actions. So perfect and exciting to throw at your players. Like that is that is the perfect campaign to throw at your players is I'm going to manipulate the hell out of you to make you feel guilty for your actions so you have to do even more <laughs> of what I tell you to do. And to so wrap great. it all up in a toad-based swampy adventure mm-hmm. and not like, you know, a, a royal court somewhere mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. makes it extra weird. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. I like that that different environment. And it just goes to show you like you can you can take any idea any pre-established idea in in any pre-built campaign or whatever and just just reskin it. Like we've been saying reskin it all along, but it, it I never cease to be amazed at the ideas of of what can be reskinned. It's a lot like the carnivorous ship. Like we never thought about a mimic being a carnivorous ship until we saw the carnivorous ship. Exactly. And it's the same thing. We never thought about a a, a 
a deity and and political intrigue and all that in a swamp-like setting until we saw the Toad King and thought about the animal lords and, and the, the court of animals and things like that. Same yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things where it, as long as you have a hierarchy of some kind, you can always shoehorn in political intrigue. Yeah, because because it is it is human nature, but it also uh, you have to go beyond that in terms of D anD. d It is it is humanoid nature. It is it is sentient nature, really. Yeah. To to, to to want to to expand your own power and to to be the most in control. What if there is some sort of extra extra creature in there, a Grima worm tongue type, mm. like a, a either another frog or a salamander or something like that mm. that would be with with this Toad King prompting him and getting him to do more and getting him obviously to get you, your PCs to right. complete this quest only to eventually somehow take that power from him. Yeah. Like add that extra level of intrigue and that extra that extra individual to be aware of in this campaign as mm. well. Yeah, he he knows some he's read some old text or something that tells like like if you kill if you kill the Toad King, like yeah, he'll just come back, but if you can successfully slay the the Toad Lord, then y- you can harness that power. Yeah, the power is transferred to who yeah. kills the Toad Lord. Yeah. So it, it's he he himself cannot achieve the end of of the the Toad King to make the Toad King transcend, but he sure as hell knows how to kill the Toad Lord. I like that. Yeah, you 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 create they create that monstrosity because they're out of the goodness of their heart, presumably. They yep. the the party is is helping the Toad King and they work long enough with the Toad King that they really start to like him. Yeah. That when that when he gets killed by this we'll say the salamander, by the salamander, and that, that salamander transcends to godhood, then they have to fight this thing again, a lot like like we said earlier, because of their, their actions, they have to face their their responsibility of, of having created this this aberration. Exactly. That that would be just an interesting way to go about it because the the Toad King presumably would be doing this for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. So you would really want to want to help him and you yeah. would you know you would feel a certain sense of accomplishment obviously mm-hmm. and he wouldn't be corrupted by this power but the you know the guy on the sidelines would be the one that is kind of moving the chess pieces and yeah. getting you and that you know that is a multi-level campaign right there yeah. multi-level in terms of like level of your players but also exactly. levels of of exposure to to what they're seeing happen and and what's going on in the background yeah but but also you got to be fair you got to you got to give them the opportunity to discover what's going on whenever this salamander's around you know you got to be rolling deceptions and they got to be doing perceptions and and sure. insights and sense motives and and whatever and and generally as as soon as you as a dm describe like this guy's kind of shady they're like what is he let me roll i want to see so so just dropping the seed in there is is usually enough yeah you would roll against their passive perception and then just mm-hmm. If they obviously if they beat it, then you would 
go ahead and start dropping those hints. The mm-hmm. eh, he's he's kind of looking at the king a little side eyed, or he's yeah. you know he's looking at you guys like I don't know if I necessarily trust them. And then they bring out the okay, let me roll right a perception the, check. Then something. they become active, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Damn, yeah, if they could nip this in the bud, then that'd yeah. be great. And then you're just you're fulfilling that quest for the king. Mm-hmm. And then and then it and then it is a happy ending of like oh oh he's now there's he's providing balance to the animal lords he's he's one of the good ones that kind of thing. Sure, and he becomes an ally for you later on in whatever oh, whatever question. Yeah, that's cool too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because again, he's only level ten, so presumably you're not you're not end game here at this point. Exactly. So, yeah, he is. You know, back to the the Lord of the Rings reference, like. When you're, you know, in Gondor, you're all of a sudden riding over the hill at dawn is all these frogmen. On on toads, yeah. <laughs> on toads, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. I, I'm, I, straight out of the book, I really enjoyed the Toad King, but now I'm just, I'm floored with this idea. I love this a lot. I do. It, I, it I, definitely I like has a him. lot of potential to it. Mm-hmm. So how many royal croaks would you give the Toad King? I'm going to go with a solid eight royal croaks. I think you can build a a campaign around this guy. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I think he makes for an interesting NPC as well as, you know, playing him as a villain. You could, there are so many different paths you can go down with this that it will literally fit any style of campaign you want. If you want the battle heavy, that's great. You can do that. If you want the the role playing heavy, you can do that as well. And if you just want them as as you know, go do this fetch quest material, right? And you know, this is just one session, and then you can move on. Yeah. That's also a possibility. Yeah, he's he he's he, he's not so complex that you can't use him just super simply and be done. But there's so much more there. Yeah, you could build an entire history for this creature that the players may never uncover because they just see him as you know a, a basically a, a fetch quest board mm-hmm. and that's fine but, and that's yeah. fine yeah and that's it too and that's i the versatility of this creature i think bumps him up really high on that mm-hmm. meter because honestly before we before we really got into it i was thinking okay maybe a six but mm-hmm. you know adding in all that political intrigue and just the idea of he could be so many different things within your campaign that that just ratchets that number way up high for me. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Awesome. Eight eight royal croaks for our Toad King here. And that is it for this episode of Random Encounters. Do us a favor, rate us and review us, tell your friends. We would like more people to hear how nerdy we are, and we know that you appreciate that. So we appreciate that. On top of that, let us know what monsters you want us to talk about. Let us know. Go to fecklessmomes.com. Check out the Random Encounters page. Look at the list of monster manuals that we have. If you have one and there's a monster there that you want us to talk about, let me know. Reach out to us, momes at fecklessmomes.com. Or if there's a monster manual that you don't see on that list, let me know. I I want I want all monster manuals. So So let me know. Send me send me a suggestion if you if you want us to, to talk about a specific monster manual. Just the caveat being, if it's a system that 
is basically not D&D or Pathfinder, we'll be going in probably with the lens of D&D Pathfinder. I, I, we, we can't speak to mechanics to, for a system that we don't know, but we'll, we'll still talk the heck out of a, a, any monster you want us to talk about. So, so send us some suggestions there as well. Thank you so much for listening this week. We genuinely appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, Random Encounters is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.